Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Food bloggers, don't forget to check out the food blogging forum style community that we started over at forum.eatblogtalk.com. Finally, there's one place that we can all convene and talk and that isn't scattered all over Facebook. Here are the things that I am loving about it. It is free. It also allows for categorized discussions on all food blogging topics And there's a category for sharing successes, aka self-promotion. So no more holding back about discussing your big wins and things that you're promoting. Also, everything is in one single spot. So no hopping around from group to group. And there's an amazing opportunity to network and really get to know your fellow food bloggers in a single place. So come join the discussions that are going on over at forum.eatblogtalk.com. And I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Don't forget forum.eatblogtalk.com. Okay, food bloggers, have you heard of Flowdesk, the new big email marketing rage? This is an amazing new option for managing your email subscriber list. It is super easy to use and it comes with gorgeous, intuitive drag and drop templates. And Flowdesk does not charge based on number of subscribers. So your monthly rate will stay the same from month to month. Everyone pays $38 a month or use my affiliate link to get 50% off and pay only $19 a month. You guys, this is a fraction of the price of other email service providers, and you'll be blown away by the beautiful and intuitive templates waiting for you inside. Visit eatblogtalk.com forward slash resources to grab your link. Flowdesk, the stunning new option for email marketing. Hello, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast made for you, food bloggers seeking value for your businesses and your lives. Today, I will be having a discussion with Todd Bullock from Patio Provisions and also Hey Grill Hey, and we will talk about entering a spouse's blogging business. Todd Bullock is a food blogger husband married to the awesome Susie Bullock, who is the founder and owner of Hey Grill Hey. Todd has a background in accounting, receiving a master's degree in accountancy, and eventually got a CPA license. Ten years into his career, which he discovered he didn't love very much after all, he found Susie was out-earning him with the huge income growth potential with the Hay Grill Hay food blog. In December of 2017, he stepped away from the corporate accounting world to team up with Susie to help build the Hay Grill Hay empire. Todd, I am super excited to chat with you today, but first, would you mind giving us a fun fact about yourself? (laughs) Hey guys, thanks Megan, I'm excited to be here. A fun fact, um, let's see, I've I've been very involved in music my whole life. I found at a young age that I had a bit of a musical talent in my blood, so I taught myself how to play the guitar, and I was a band geek in high school playing the trumpet. I've been in multiple bands and learned how to write my own songs. Wow. Yeah. That eventually transpired into me and one of my friends from high school band actually started a company called Shiny Heads Productions where we sell like royalty-free music to bloggers. So a little plug there. If you're looking for music, 
but yeah, so uh, if you go to shinyheadsproductions.com, you can kind of see like what we've been up to and the type of music we've been writing. So that's fun. I like music. That's my fun fact. That's so cool. Isn't that funny how things that show up early in our lives kind of like show up in places where we never see them coming? That's really cool. I didn't know that about you. And also, how unusual that you are like accounting brained minded and then also music minded. We can get more into that, but I'm not really accounting brain. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> so I reached out to you after doing an interview with your lovely wife, Susie, because I loved her story about how you joined her in business. You stuck with it through the times when you were figuring out how you fit into it and how you both have persevered and you've found success and you guys are are just awesome and you're successful in so many different aspects of food blogging and you just have inspired the rest of us in your journey. So I'd love to start by hearing from your perspective how you came to join Susie in business. Oh my goodness. Um, When she first started, she um, was showing to me, I think it was, I can't remember the blogger's name, but it's Bjorn. Anyway, they were releasing their income reports as food bloggers. And she's like, she'd been working for a pellet smoking grill company and had all these recipe ideas in her head. And she's like, I'm going to start my own site. Like, look at this earning potential. And I was like, I mean, it was upwards of twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a month. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome, you know. But like I'd been working in, in accounting for the last seven or eight years at that point, And I just... In my brain, I, you know, I'm like, I'm a CPA and I make, you know, I'm making 90 grand a month, like there's or 90 grand a year, sorry, as a salaried employee. Like, how can how can anyone make 20 to 30 thousand dollars a month? Like, it just didn't seem fathomable in my head. So anyway, she just kept ticking away and just kept putting recipes up and she gained some partnerships here and there where she made some income for sponsored blog posts. And then she eventually got her views up high enough where she could start with an ad company, Mediavine, I think is who we started with. Well, first we had, of course, Google AdSense on there. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so eventually, so as we started getting these Mediavine payments, they were pretty minimal at the time. But I think, so she started it back in March of 2015. And in January of 2017, she told me, this is the year you're going to quit your job and come and work with me because... I'm sorry if I'm saying his name. I'm sure it's Bjorn, right? Uh, Are you talking about Pinch of Yum? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, they're working as a team and they're doing it. And if I bring you on, like we can do this. And I'm like, I just looked at her like, okay, I think her January revenue payment for Mediavine was maybe like 250 or $300 that month, which is, which is incredible for like building your own business from scratch. Right. So I was like, awesome. I'm, I'm all in. And at this point I'd already started to work with her. I had learned how to edit videos. So we had started doing like the hands and pans videos and we'd recorded, she did a few on her own with just her iPhone. And then we started using our DSLR camera to do overhead type stuff. And I watched a bunch of videos on YouTube on how to use Premiere Pro. I had some friends that work at Adobe here in Salt Lake um, locally who got me like a super cheap employee code on the Premiere Pro or whatever, the Adobe Creative Cloud, I think is what it's called. So yeah, I just taught myself slowly how to edit these videos and we just started cranking them out. And she had a few that went crazy viral back in early 2017. And then that pushed a ton of traffic to the website. And then I think in summer of 2017, we started getting these bigger payments and it was, they were significantly 
larger than my paychecks <laughs> I was getting at work. And she paid the mortgage one month, and I just started getting really excited. So we sat down, I think it was one Sunday evening in June, and just wrote down all these projected income numbers, um, what we, you know, because the way the ad payments work is it's a month or two behind, so you know what's coming in the next couple months. So we wrote all those out, wrote out some pretty, like, super conservative projections of what we could do by the end of the year with this type of growth we were seeing. And also adding new sponsorship revenue, just like really conservative, like baseline numbers, nothing like pie in the sky type stuff. And it was very apparent to me that this was something, this was something like I, I could literally, I could quit this job that I was drowning in. Like I hated it. There was no room for, there was no room for growth in the company I was in. I was just sitting in the office. So an accounting job, like you're literally doing the same thing month after month with reports, expense reports, bank reconciliations. And like, it just gets like, I found that I'm, I'm more of like, I don't know the left, right, which is right, but I'm more of like a creative musical type and just that day to day, like put your head down, do the same thing. It was creating some like issues in my brain, like chemically, like my depression and anxiety was popping up and like, it was just, it was really difficult some days. So just to be able to have her like give me that lifeline out of there. Like, oh, I love that. Yeah, it was awesome. So literally the next day I was out to lunch with my boss, the CFO and a couple other guys. And I was just telling him because he kind of knew what Susie was doing. And he kind of had it in the back of his head that eventually he didn't know if we'd open a food truck or a restaurant or something. But he kind of knew that we were going to end up doing something. So he he just looked at me. He's like, just do it. Just tell me right now, give me six months so we can hire someone and train them like you're a valuable asset to our company. Give me a couple months to hire someone. You can train them. Give me six months. Like, and he, he called it burning the ships. He's like, he talked about some explorer that came to America and he, he took his ships and lit them on fire and sent them back out to sea. Like there's no going back. Like we are here and we're going to figure it out. So he's like, just burn the ships, just do it. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. He kind of gave you permission to do that. Yeah. So late, later that afternoon, I went into his office and I'm like, let's do it. I'm in December. I'll give you December. It's June right now. I'm gone in December, like two weeks before Christmas. I'm out. He's like, okay, I'm excited for you. Like we're super bummed, but like, this is cool. So yeah, I ended up hiring someone and I trained him one-on-one -on -one for two months. And then mid-December, like Susie said, this year you're quitting your job. She put it out there to the universe. The universe listened and it happened. It was awesome. And the, like, I'll probably, I'm going to get emotional talking about it because it was just, it was so, it was, it was strange, but it was so like relieving. Like those two weeks and that Christmas break, she's like, I'm not going to work very much. We're just going to like kind of enjoy it. And the blog was doing really well and bringing in, you know, that December beautiful Christmas traffic. And we just kind of, you know, relished in that. And it was just like, it was incredible. So that's the, that's the long story of how I ended up making the decision and jumping in. I love that. And what a magic time, right? Because Susie put this vision out into the world, out into the universe. And we talked about this in our chat too, how when you do that, there's such power in it. And I think that people overlook that so often, like, well, that could never happen to me. You know, you tend to get in that train of thought where you just like, the world couldn't be in my favor. But <laughs> yeah, I love, yeah, Don't do that. no, stop Put that. Exactly. I, I totally agree. And I love that Susie did that and that you were like, 
you know, you didn't shut her down. You were like, oh, well, that's cool. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for putting that out there. And then look what happened. Things just grew for you guys in such a crazy way. And you were able to do that. And I love that your boss was so supportive because a lot of corporate jobs I can see where it would be like, no, you're not leaving. Stay here. But putting that visual of burning the ship, I love that so much. Like burn your ship, set it free. So you had obviously Susie's support and you had the support of a boss who was saying, dude, go live your passion. That's awesome. Go do it. So, so much cool stuff there. So I want to talk a little bit about the fact that you worked in a really traditional corporate setting prior to joining Susie. And those mindsets tend to be very different as far as like frequency and like consistency of paychecks and also the amount of work that's put in. Because entrepreneurs put in so much work, as you know, was there a time before you made the switch that you just never thought you would be an entrepreneur? Or like when Susie put those words out there, was that kind of the time when you were like, okay, well, maybe this could happen? Yeah, I don't even think the word entrepreneur like hit my hit my brain that that's what we were doing. That's how that's how entrenched and ingrained that was in my brain that it's like you go to college, you get a degree and you get a career, you know, that's what my dad planted in my head. Neither of my parents were entrepreneurial in any sense of the word. My dad worked for the phone company for 40 years and my mom's worked for a dentist office for 25 years, you know, like, so. It's kind of what you know, right? I mean, I too grew up with parents who worked just like they did that. That was their job. They did their job. And there's no question when you're done with high school, you go to college and you send out the resumes and you get a job and then that's what you do forever. So I totally hear where you're coming from. It's like a, it's such a shift. And I think it takes someone actually doing it in front of you to change your mind or to like bring you into that world. Because I did not know anything about being an entrepreneur either. But I love that Susie, because she grew up in an entrepreneurial family, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. So you guys Her had father, like yeah. two completely different work perspectives coming together. So how did you get into accounting to begin with? Oh my gosh. It was, I look back and I don't even, I don't even know why I made that choice. So I was actually, I had actually signed up to be a marketing major because I was creative. I was left-brained or I don't know the right side. I think it's left-brained is the more creative side. But like I had a really awesome professor. I was required to take two accounting classes and a lower the lower level classes and I I got like an A minus and an A in both of them. And so she pulled me aside and talked to me a couple times about switching my major to accounting and I didn't even know what that meant. She just basically everyone just told me like, oh, you'll be able to get like a, a better job. You'll be higher management position or whatever. And I'm like, OK, like I, I just didn't know. <laughs> and then I also at the time was I was installing satellite dishes as a side job during college. And I ended up installing at another accounting professor's home there in the, the town that I lived in. I was going to college and he convinced me to switch to accounting, too. And I'm like, OK, well, maybe there's there's something in it, you know. So about. A year and a half in, I'm talking to people who are graduating above me and they're talking about like, yeah, you go to accounting firms and you're either on the audit side or the tax side and all this. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, but audit's the cool one because that's where you get to travel and like meet with the clients and you learn a lot about accounting and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll probably do that, you know, because taxes didn't intrigue me at all. So 
yeah, I mean, that's, I just ended up switching my major from marketing, which I probably shouldn't have. And then, and then did this whole accounting track. And I look back and I don't regret it at all because it was so difficult. The classes were so difficult. Landing a job at a, a prestigious accounting firm is super difficult. All the interviewing you have to go through and then sitting for and taking the CPA exams, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Especially for someone as me that does my brain doesn't work like that to be able to sit down and study and pass those exams. That was such a huge accomplishment for me. So looking back, I don't regret it one bit because there were lessons in the madness. (laughs) Absolutely. 100%. (laughs) So I want to talk a little bit. You mentioned using video as kind of a way to enter the business. And were you doing that part time before you launched in full time? Yes. Okay. Yep. So I quit in December of 2017. I would say probably at least a year before that I was learning how to edit video. And then there were nights where, so throughout 2017, when I was still working full time, we have pictures of us. I put up on Instagram. It's like one or 2 AM and we're both still up working and I have to get up (laughs) and go, we have to get up, get the kids in school. And then I have to go to my nine to five job after three or four hours of sleep. So like we hustled, we hustled so hard. I just got cold chills thinking about it. Like we put in the work and it paid off. It was incredible. I think so often food bloggers who are starting out think that more successful food bloggers are just like lucky, you know, like, oh, they're so lucky they get all that traffic. But it's so important to remind everyone that everybody puts in the work and there are those seasons for all of us where we hustle our butts off I mean, it's a necessary part of the job. You have to have seasons like that or you will not find success, in my opinion. But I love that you saw video as kind of an opportunity to grow the blog and it worked. You guys used video to grow in a huge way. And I feel like that was kind of a sweet spot in the time for video that you were entering that world because now it's so much more saturated and more difficult Totally. Yeah. I want to speak to that a little bit because like when people say luck in a sense, it was luck that at the time when we started throwing these videos out there, like Facebook was very generous with showing our stuff to people. So yes, like we were lucky in hitting that wave and maybe in knowing the right people and kind of an inside track of what, you know, a couple of the other bigger bloggers that were growing a lot were doing. But That was two, two and a half years after Susie started the blog, two years, maybe a year and a half to two years. Right. So there's, she had this whole foundation of hundreds of recipes on the site. Like, it's not like we just decided to do a video one night and it went viral and then we were successful. Like there was so much work and time and effort and working for free before that happened. Right. Totally. Yeah. So much that went into it before that transpired. So yeah, I think it's important to point that out. So I would love for you to give advice to, I keep saying husbands because um, I think that's kind of standard in our situation, but any spouse that is looking to join their spouse in business, but might not have an obvious skill because I think a lot of men bring like say IT into it, right? Like they're Their IT professionals are like doing it on the side and then it's just obvious like, of course, I'm going to enter a business and I'll take care of the technical. But some men don't have that as a skill set. So if they don't have something that's obvious but do want to join their wives in business, where do you recommend they start? 
Oh, man, that's a really tough question. I think the key to it is you got to have an open mind a little bit. And it kind of goes along with this entrepreneurial, I can never say that word right, entrepreneurial spirit. (laughs) I never said the word growing up, so I don't know how to say it correctly. Um, You have to kind of have that spirit of like, I have to take this on and learn how to do it. So fast forward a little bit to what we're doing now. Like I have to deal with HR stuff. Like I had to figure out how to link up our employees HSA accounts with our payroll company to get them the HSA money, which sounds simple, but it took multiple phone calls and emails to really like figure it out. Like I don't have an HR manager to figure that out for me. Right. So like looking back at the very beginning when I left, basically what we had was an undo list. Like Susie wrote an undo list. These are the things that are taking up a lot of my time and taking away from my creative work, like SEO, going back, updating old posts. You know, I was editing video at the time. Obviously, she wasn't super involved in like the book, right? Keeping the book side of it. So I was doing that. So like you just have to look at ways that you can probably even a long time before you step away from your full time job, find ways to learn how to get involved, right? Like if your wife or your spouse or your partner comes to you and says, hey, can you help me figure out how to manage my books? Like neither of us have accounting background. I don't want to hire anyone to do this. I know it's pretty simple, right? Like reach out to Todd, you know, hey, girl, hey, husband, he knows how to do accounting. And then I will help you like get started in a simple, cheap QuickBooks account and just keeping track and how to like put money in certain buckets and things. Or like there's a food bloggers dudes group that everyone should look. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What is it called? I think it's food blogger dudes. Okay. I mean, I think that's what it's called. Um, Look us up and join the group. There's a, I think it's a biweekly call. So every two weeks in there that we have a big mastermind call every two weeks and talk about different topics from insurance to SEO to backend IT stuff. And I'm just like not well versed in any of that. So I I just kind of sit there and offer opinions where I can. So like find something that just one thing that you can help with. So first off, show interest and support and a belief in the person, in, in your spouse, partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, that they can do it, right? That this is going to happen. Show that belief in them, give them the support and then find ways to just figure out how to help them, right? Because they figured it out. Susie figured out, my wife figured out how to run a whole website, basically. And I still don't know how to do that. So like, if they can figure it out, you can figure it out. If, look, if I can figure it out, if Todd Bullock can figure it out, trust me, you can figure it out. Just take something and learn how to do it and then master that and then take something else, learn how to do that and master that. And just know that as you go and as you grow, you're going to be able to take that same list and probably pay someone to do it for you so you don't have to do it anymore. I'm no longer editing video. I don't do our taxes. Like There's a lot of stuff that we pay people to do now because we want to spend our time doing the more creative and building the community type stuff. So Having that freedom to do the things that you want to be doing. I love your idea of the undo list. I've never heard it put like that, but what a great idea. Instead of like writing out your list of crap jobs, <laughs> call it an undo list. And that way it's more, it gives it more of a productive feel. Like these are the things that I eventually want to take off my plate. 
and it's awesome the way that Susie presented it. Like it's stuff that's taking away from me being able to be creative and build a business. It's not that it's a crap job and I'm just hiring you to be my personal assistant. Like I need this help. Like I need help so that we can continue to build this together. Like when I started, she made it feel like a team project all the time. She just, it was awesome. Like I wasn't just like a you know, doo, 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 I'm just a food blogger. husband. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so this is kind of an advice to the the blogger themselves is like, make them feel a part of the team and like that they're, they're providing value and that they need you and that support, you know? And I have to say, I talked to Susie about this too, but those jobs that you don't necessarily want to do, they are, I am taking back my words. I said crap job. I don't mean it like it's a crap job for everybody because you know, someone else is probably way better at doing, for example, video editing. Oh my gosh, I'm horrible at it. But for me, that's like crap because I suck at it. So giving that to someone who finds like passion inside of that is amazing. I'm like, yes, do your magic. Take it away from me. So I like that you framed it like that. Thank you for calling me out. <laughs> oh no, but I didn't enjoy I didn't enjoy or wasn't particularly good at video editing either. But I was just so excited to figure it out and do that so that we could make it work. You know, like it was, it was just exciting. And six months into it, I was, I was hating it. It was just so tedious and I didn't like it. And so we were able to, you know, we found someone for a, a, a local college kid at a decent rate to come help us with production. And he edited it all for us. He edits now for us. So it's like, you can eventually get out of it, but like take it on as a project because there's nothing wrong with taking on a project and learning how to do something new. It's, it's always good for your brain hundred percent of the time, but you don't have to do it forever. And every single part of your business, there's somebody out there who's going to love doing that part. So find that person and match it up so that everybody's happy. Right. So what have been your biggest challenges? I remember a story that Susie told about like she went on a work trip and she came home and you were like, I'm looking for oh, jobs no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it can't always be easy, especially I would imagine to start when you're first digging in and not really knowing your place and how do I navigate this? So what are some other challenges you encountered to start? Yeah. So that was funny because she, I didn't know about the January, February dip in traffic that would happen. So that scared me a little bit because all of a sudden we like our income wasn't more than I was making, you know, luckily we had six months in savings. That was one of my things before I said I'd quit as we had to have six months in savings, which luckily we did because we needed it. And when those the January and February payments came through, we needed to dip in a little bit, but Anyway, that was difficult. That was a slap in the face. Um, other difficulties were when she traveled, like all of a sudden I was in charge of the household. That was very difficult for me. I think I'm, I've taken it on quite well now. Like I do all the dishes and the laundry and the sweeping and the mopping and vacuuming. And we hire someone to clean our toilets now, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think making that switch to, you know, basically co full-time parenting, almost like I was parenting more than she was because I wanted her to focus on all that. So I was going on field trips and I was taking kids to the dentist and the doctor and like hanging out with grandma at the museums and stuff. Like it was really, it was just like an instant switch. And then when she'd travel, like she'd be so busy at these conferences that she wouldn't like check in with me. And I'd be like, are we fighting? Is everything okay? Do you hate me? Like, 
<laughs> I get like all sensitive. I'm like, I need you to, I need you to tell me I'm doing a good job. Okay. You need to check in and say, thank you for being an awesome oh my dad. Gosh. <laughs> it was so funny. That is super yeah, funny. So, so I had like a weird emotional thing happen. And anyway, it's all balanced out now, but that, yeah, that was, that was funny. It's a big change. I mean, that's a drastic change from what you were going to an office every day. And like you said, doing those accounting duties that were like same thing day after day, year after year. So to go from that to being the main parent at home and doing the field trips and I can imagine that that would be like your brain has to change during that time, right? I mean, <laughs> that's a massive life change. There's one other thing that was difficult is she, so not she, we, I want to make sure that it was we, not she, we wrote out this list of responsibilities that I would be taking on on top of what I was already doing with the video editing and keeping our books up and things like that. It was some SEO work and, you know, I did continue to help on production days behind the camera and help with some writing and, you know, making sure the scenes flowed well and everything. But there was just this list of stuff that I was going to take on. And three to six months later, I wasn't really even doing half of that. Like I didn't like it and I didn't want to do it. And it was interesting to for that to happen because I thought it would be the same as video editing. I'm going to be excited to take on this, you know, updating old posts and learning SEO and digging in and figuring all that out. But like I couldn't do it. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. So that was difficult, like having stuff that I couldn't do and wasn't good at, you know, that I couldn't help in that way. So how did you sort through that? Did you make a new plan or how did you go about that? So we eventually found, I'm sure we'll get into this, but like she wanted to start making like products. She wanted to start bottling some of her barbecue sauces and barbecue seasonings. And I, I started doing the numbers and I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. Like you're basically spending 30 grand to make maybe $5,000 like on a run of rubs and sauces. Like, is that really worth the effort? You know? And we have to deal with trying to get it in retail and selling it online and figuring all this stuff out. And it just it just seemed like such a headache to me. But she just kept pushing. And so we eventually launched this product company. And then I started to shine. That's where I like had fun. I had fun in finding which bottles to use. And like I was visiting here in the Salt Lake area. I was going to packaging companies and finding boxes and bottles and caps and finding people to make the sauce and rubs and meeting with them and helping them. You know, with that whole process, like that's got me excited, like because I'm like creating something, you know. So you found a place to shine in, in a really unusual place that you never probably would have thought of as you dove in, right? Yep, exactly. So it just kind of it just kind of has to evolve and you have to maybe you have to sit down and have a hard talk with yourself and your, you know, your partner. Like, what do I like to do and how can I introduce that into what you're doing, you know? Yeah. I was just talking to someone else on this topic and he recommended doing like if someone is having a hard time entering the business and not knowing what their place is, writing up a plan, like a business plan and just like looking for the gaps and saying like, OK, I, you know, I need help here and here and here and then kind of aligning that. And I liked that visual of having something on a piece of paper where you could sit down together and say, okay, this is where I need help. This is where you would shine. But I also like your story where it just kind of evolved. You had no idea you would be visiting facilities that made container, <laughs> you know, like you just had no idea, but you really liked it. And I think that's one of the great things about food blogging is that there are so many different moving parts that they're like the opportunities really are endless, right? I mean, 
physical products, digital products. You mentioned like having to deal with HR. Some people are really good at that. My husband would be really good at that. So there are so many different pieces of the puzzle in food blogging. So I think there is something for everyone. <laughs> so a spell is coming in. There's something for you. You just need to find it. Exactly. Uh, that You reminded me, I, I used Adobe um, InDesign and developed like a couple ebooks. Yeah, like I designed a couple ebooks for her and put those all together. And yeah, it was awesome. That's so cool. So are you mainly working on patio provisions right now? Or do you switch over and does Susie work on patio provisions? How does that work? How do you divide up the duties? We just actually, <laughs> patio provisions can't quite afford it yet, but we hired a full-time employee to be kind of our operations manager with patio provisions. So I'm kind of working with him and we're like, that's like kind of my full-time gig right now. And I am crossing over into Hay Grill Hay, I'd say anywhere from 25 to 50% of my time. I'm helping there, whether it's on production days or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm out firing up grills all the time for and keeping grills at temperature. And so I'm always, I'm always still like stepping in and helping wherever she needs me. But I've kind of, I'm kind of a presence there. Like people see hey grill hey now and uh, people in our community are placing me in there with Susie, so that's interesting like it's Susie and todd now because i'm showing up in videos like tasting the food and there's even a video going out tomorrow where or thursday where i'm like hosting like a grilling brat bratwurst video <laughs> like anyway so she's throwing me in on the creative process on a bunch of different stuff so i'm still super involved there but yeah like patio provisions is kind of my number one baby right now. And she'll, she'll step in in an advisory role a lot of the time because I need to lean on her a lot because it's a lot of it has to do with her branding and her type of, you know, a lot of it is her recipes and her ideas. And, and when it comes down to it, when we go to advertise for patio provisions products, like Hey Grill Hay is going to be our main advertising hub. So she's still super involved in like an overall arching like role, you know? Yeah, that's great. I think one of my opinions, strong opinions, is that if you do not have a supportive spouse or a significant other, whether you're in business together or not, it can like make or break your business. Do you agree with that? Because I feel like I have a really supportive husband. He is not in business with me yet, but he's so supportive. And I just can't imagine doing this job because it's so hard anyway without that support. So I feel like if he wouldn't have been so supportive over the years, I would have given up. So I think it's so amazing that you're so supportive of Susie and her work and you let her do her thing and create her stuff because she's really good at it. But that you, you know, you play a, a role too. I think that it's such a great balance that you guys have found. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I also want to add like if let's say you're single or you don't have a supportive spouse or partner, you can still do it. Just take that chip on your shoulder and run with it and figure it out and do it because it's totally possible. But yeah, having that having that support is it's been huge. And I think if I would have been a little passive aggressive or bitter over the years, I, I don't know. Susie's incredible. So she's probably one of those that would fly past it and <laughs> still succeed <laughs> kind of in spite of me, you know. But no, I think, uh, yeah, I think it's huge. So please, like if you're a spouse right now that's listening with your your food blogger partner, like 
even if you don't want to get involved, like just show 100% support all the time. It's so huge. I agree. And I didn't mean to say that single people couldn't do it because, oh my gosh, I know a lot of people that do. I was more talking about like if you have a spouse that's going against you and like not supporting you, that's like a, a black cloud in your life. So I totally agree with that. But yeah, I'm support is huge. And I think, um, yeah, you guys have just done such an amazing job. So we need to wrap up. But is there anything that you think we've missed discussing or any parting words of wisdom for a spouse or a food blogger in this situation that you think would be beneficial? I've been thinking of it. And there's two main things that pop out. And the one of them is the one we just talked about is just always being a constant flow of positive support and be willing to just try to look outside of your your narrow view of that you have to keep that corporate job because I promise you, you don't like there's, there's so much room at the table out there. There's so much money to be earned in these advertising dollars and different places that you can start, you know, really figuring out how to develop different revenue streams for this food blog business that like just at least take a look at it and try to help and figure it out because I, it's just such an amazing life. Like we have zero, well, that's a lie. I've been stressing about finances lately, but they're like, they're like huge numbers that we have to pay for marketing and, you know, website design and things like that. But, you know, we have the money to, to do that kind of stuff. It's so much fun. But I, like, as far as personal finances go, zero stress, zero debt. We have all the time in the world to do whatever we want. We're going on incredible vacations. We're taking our kids to incredible places. Like it's so worth it to just try, just try to see a way in and try to find a way to do it and be supportive, jump in and help like hustle, stay up till 3 a.m. If you have to, to just make it happen. Cause we did it and it, it can work for you. I promise. So that's my first push. My second one is authenticity. Like just please write for your audience. Please write for your audience. Don't write for a machine. Don't write for Google. Don't write against a competitor. You know, I said that with air quotes, we're not competitors. We're all in this together. Like you're writing a beautiful recipe for someone to make a meal for their family. Right. I'm assuming we're talking to all food bloggers. Now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Like write that for that person, create an avatar in your head of Susan or Karen or Joanne or whoever you're writing for and write for that person. Like don't write for Google, like don't compete on keywords and just don't get into those trenches. It's just nasty. Like just be creative, have fun, write for your audience and be authentic. That's my last push. (laughs) Wow. You and Susie both just, I think she ended our chat with just the most amazing words of inspiration as well. So thank you for all of that. Oh, you bet. You bet. That was incredible. And thank you for taking the time. I know you guys are busy, but I really appreciate this chat today. So thanks, Todd. You bet. I enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. Thank you. And I want to mention before we go that you have offered a coupon code for patio provisions. So I will put that up on your show notes. I believe it's 25% off. Is that right? Yep. 25% off with eat blog talk, right? Yep. Perfect. And I will put that in Todd's show notes, which can be found at eatblogtalk.com forward slash Todd Bullock. And I think we all know where to find you, Todd, but just in case, tell my listeners the best place they can find you online. Well, if you're not following Susie at Hey Grill Hey yet, you must do that immediately. Instagram, Facebook, it's just Hey Grill Hey, one word. I'm also, I have a public profile. You can follow me if you want at Todd Bullock, T-O-D-D-B-U-L-L-O-C-H. I'm not great at posting and 
I just kind of had that in case like she took off and people were trying to follow my private account. I'd give someone like a public account to follow just in case because she's got Food Network stuff coming down the road. So who knows? But yeah, patio provisions, um, patio underscore provisions on Instagram. You can follow along what we're doing there. We're developing new um, products. We're trying to build a whole e-commerce like direct to consumer site. Um, we're engineering new things it's so crazy like we haven't we have an engineer coming over today to bring over a prototype on the thing we're working on so it's just super fun but yeah we'll have some affiliate stuff coming up down the road if you want to work with us so yeah go to patio-provisions.com and that's where our store is and eat blog talk code you can get 25 percent off and try uh, all the products we have on there now so oh well thank you for offering that that was very generous of you and everybody go check out all of those websites and accounts that todd mentioned thank you again todd for being here and thank you for listening today food bloggers i will see you next time we're glad you could join us on this episode of eat blog talk for more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.